Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. What is up? Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast. It is Steve Solo here at the Welk Residence in Lancaster, PA. This is an exciting podcast as we talk about marriage today. This Mm -hmm. is actually our first female guest on the podcast. Oh, wow. I feel so honored. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's exciting stuff. Episode 25 is brought to you by North Group Consultants, developing and encouraging leaders and their organizations to their highest potential since 1997. Go to northgroupconsultants.com for more info. So let's introduce our special <laughs> guests who I'm sitting at the table with, Andy and Rachel Welk. Rachel has the hardest job in the world, a stay-at-home mom and homemaker, investing daily into her three kids. She works with other women from her church and community to help them grow in their faith, and she lives out Matthew 28, 18-20 to go and make disciples. Andy is a career firefighter, paramedic from Montgomery County, Maryland Fire and Rescue, and also a realtor. He's not busy at all. <laughs> he volunteers on the Men of Iron Regional Development Team and serves as a mentor to college-age men at LCBC's college age connect mm-hmm. and he also leads a micro group yeah, yeah. <laughs> that i do <laughs> welcome and a to couple sh- other things but yeah <laughs> andy and rachel welcome to the show thank, thank you. you what's going on living the dream yeah glad to have you here glad that we could uh do the podcast um listen to the podcast you know every week and uh just super excited yeah like i said this is our first marriage podcast and first female special guest so this is this is exciting very cool thank you guys for you know your willingness to kind of share your heart, share your journey and struggles, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to help and bless people out there. So we're excited. Yeah. So just tell us who are Andy and Rachel Welk. Um, I grew up in a, um, a family where my mother was the spiritual leader of our house. So I did grow up, um, hearing the word and, um, I walked away for a little while. Um, but now, like, just, yeah, looking back, I just, I feel really thankful for the way that I grew up. And since um, just probably in my late teens, my father has committed his life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I have a, an awesome family that are, they're local. And um, yeah, so like you said, we have three kids. Mm-hmm. I stay home with them. They are 10 four and three <laughs> and the 10 and four year old will be 11 and, and five yeah they have birthdays this week we have two birthdays awesome. this week awesome. so we're busy but yeah That's so cool. yeah it's just a little mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're currently sleeping well we hope we yeah hope. they're supposed they're quiet. to be napping <laughs> we don't know what that means but <laughs> <Right. laughs> if we hear the loud thump in the uh, background <laughs> so well andy what about you man well um Similar start to life, uh, grew up in a uh, local church. Um, both parents were active in church and you know, made a lot of wrong decisions in my life um, <clears throat> in the college years and early adulthood, um, which you know, I was married before, which led to a divorce. I uh, struggled really with you know, womanizing. I struggled with pornography and struggled with almost being an alcoholic. And um, we met, and we still hit the party scene. 
but have just re I mean rededicated our lives to Christ probably about seven years ago now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're both baptized in church and have just been very blessed, you know, to be given that second chance. So, you know, one of the things that I openly share with any guy that I talk to is I struggled. Hmm. And it was through the grace of Jesus Christ that I was forgiven and really given a whole new second chance on life. Hmm. That's where we're at. That's awesome. Yeah, and I should mention that um, our almost 11-year-old is, he's my stepson. So there we have that, like, that also, that challenge there. The blended, of, blended family yeah, challenge. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's I something feel, that we're, we continually have to embrace and work I through. I feel like you guys are a perfect couple, so to say. Not perfect in a <laughs> sense perfect. where you, where yeah. you, got, everything, where you got everything right, but perfect <laughs> in the sense where, like, you know, you have you have baggage, you have not mm, the normal-looking right. family right. type of dynamics, but yet you guys have you know, giving it all to the Lord and, Amen. and allowing him to lead yeah. mm-hmm. and strengthen your marriage and kind mm-hmm. of be the foundation of your marriage. So I think, like I said, I think this is going to benefit a lot of people. I hope so. Well, it's time for take five. <clears throat> take five. <laughs> you ready? She hasn't heard take five. I've heard someone take fives before. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to get into it. All right. All right. So, I mean, these are kind of, there's a couple that are there's one that's directed just for Rachel, Uh-oh. but the others are kind of for both of you <laughs> okay. to answer. All right? all right. So take five. Question number one is what is your funniest or craziest married moment? <laughs> I do not feel like we are that crazy. <laughs> um, I would say just, um, what, two years ago, Andy came home the one day and he said, um, I think what we should do is every year of our anniversary, we should go away. And I'm like, okay. And before we even discussed any further, he said, I booked us a cruise. And for me, that was like a hard, I'm like, because I'm, I have a con- little control thing. And I'm like, well, where are the kids going to go? And he's like, I talked to you. Like he already got it all like set up. And, um, that was like, so for me, it doesn't sound that crazy, I guess. But for me, that was, um, that was, I'm like, wow, you are crazy. You can't just go do things like that without discussing it and, you know, but. And it's funny she brings that one up because I actually took that from Andy Stanley. Hmm. Andy Stanley in one of his uh, messages said to, you know, heighten his marriage, him and his wife, I forget her name, but they, every year they go away for a week and that the kids know that mom and dad hmm. go away and, you know, it's just a way for us to focus on each other um, with, you know, no children around. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. Question number two is what's one piece of parenting advice you can impart on our listeners? <laughs> I, I think that one of the, the biggest things is you can't stay mad at your kids. You know, we, you know, we will discipline our kids and we will send them to the room, their room or put them in timeout. But then it's followed with a five to 10 minute time up there. And then one of us, whoever did the discipline, you know, goes up and says, hey, do you understand why I disciplined you? Do you understand that I still love you? But, you know, those types of things we can't have. Yeah. And explaining that to, I think, the children is, is something that is huge. Because then it's just like, oh, it's just not this random out of the blue thing right. when you understand and tell them. And the other thing, too, and I'll say this, is 
when you're wrong, <laughs> when you discipline a child and, you know, you did it initially, you know, and then you're wrong, come to find out you were wrong. Or like out of anger. Right. Or right. tell yeah. them you're wrong. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Because I've actually had my son land and tell me, you tell me you're sorry. Hmm. You tell me when you were wrong and then that like you didn't listen that. to my yeah. side of the story, but now you listen to me. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I would just say that something that as a stay-at-home mom that I have like just learned really the past like two years is that um, this like call to make disciples, like I think I had this in my head like that it was going to be this like really grand thing like out in the world mm -hmm. and that, that there are these people right in front of me yeah. that if I don't take that opportunity, like they are here for me to make disciples out of, like mm -hmm. not for my pleasure, not for me yep. to um, have this like cute child that I get to tote around, but for making disciples. So that is something that like, you know, on those days where like we're stuck inside, like those snow days and I'm like right here in front of me is this opportunity mm -hmm. to be Jesus yep. and um, like just to embrace that. And um, yeah, look at that as like something exciting. And, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the exact quote is, but it's, you know, that your home is your greatest mission field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. All right, Rachel, this is for you. Uh -oh. Question number three is <laughs> on, a, on, a scale of, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you love the mustache? Oh, man. <laughs> this is putting me on the spot. Okay. Is this, if so, this is just for our listeners, okay. I feel bad for you because you don't get to see the mustache yeah. in its glory. <laughs> so the uh -oh. mustache, so when he first grew the mustache, he said, Whenever you're ready for it to go, it will go. Wow. And a few times I'm like, I think that I'm ready for it to go. And he really convinces me otherwise uh, um, because he's gotten out of speeding tickets because of his mustache. And so man. also it has been like a good way. Like if I'm um, like meeting somebody, I'm like, oh, you might know my husband. And it has been like a good, like really obvious thing to say. Like he has this really big he's mustache. He's the guy with the crazy mustache. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. Okay, so I would say that maybe like a six or a seven. I don't, I'm not in love with it because it gets coffee. The like coffee the, kisses the are not. The cold yeah. coffee morning kisses when it's not, <laughs> not waxed good. up. And yeah, out of yeah not so good. that I could be over. But. <laughs> so I don't know if we actually got a number though, did we? Six? On a scale of one to six, ten. Oh, you did say seven. Six, yeah, seven. Maybe. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I Like he, if he would let me, like I do trim it mm -hmm. for him. Um, I have, My background is in cosmetology. Nice. So I am nice. probably... Um, confident enough to do that but i would like it a little shorter so yeah. is that why it looks so good though because of your oh yeah because of her talent <laughs> she i mean I'll, I'll come it down and she'll make sure it's even yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> why well, give it a 10 andy uh, well thank you thank you see I no it's because that. of people like you that he's <laughs> right i want to keep it yeah. Yeah. i should have said a three, a three. Yeah. <laughs> all right question number four is what is your favorite date night spot <laughs> hmm favorite date night spot we ex we like to explore. We explore we the city. We like hear of new place. Usually Andy because he has all the, you know, um, when you meetings. Hang out, when you hang out with John Carpenter, I was going to say, yeah, you know, John Carpenter so, knows all the places. The, to ma go. the mayor of Lancaster, exactly. Yeah. Shout <laughs> so out Juan. We, exactly. Yeah, we visit a, a couple places, but some yeah, some places are like, yeah, we are like really go to if like nothing else. It's probably at us. Yeah. Where? Annie Bailey's. Annie yeah. Bailey's. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. All right. Favorite. I know you kind of talked about, you know, getting away together, but favorite family tradition. So with the whole family. 
I would say just the going up to the, the cabin, just going up to the mountains. Um, really, really good friends of our family have a cabin up in Richfield, PA, which is at the Snyder County Junietta County line. It's about an hour and a half from here, and it's far enough away, but yet close enough. Mm -hmm. With three kids in a car, yeah. hour and a half is perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, we just go up there and we hang out, we play games. It has a beautiful view. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably, you know, spending time up there. But I do have to go back to question number four is date weekend would be going out to Pittsburgh to see the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that is so for sure. I had to yeah. throw that one in there. <laughs> that's, yeah. good. that's good yeah. you took that ugly jersey off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, well, you guys survived take five. That was, All right. that was pretty harmless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. minus yeah. the mustache yeah. question. <laughs> that was good. I'm glad you put that one in there. Uh, well, let's, let's kind of dive into, you know, why we're here and, mm -hmm. and kind of this, kind of getting your, you know, story, not only your faith journey, but your marriage story and, like I said, being able to um, just bless our listeners out there with kind of, you know, a real life marriage story, which mm -hmm. I think is so valuable yeah. for people to hear what mm -hmm. other people are going through and, and how they've overcome struggles. Uh, so you obviously talked a little bit about your your faith journeys and, and what brought you guys together. What Can you just talk about some of those, you know, tough behind the scenes struggle moments that you guys have overcome in your marriage and maybe you're even, you know, battling them right now? I think one of our biggest battles is communication. Um, I do have a very busy schedule with the fire department, with with real estate. Um, to me, this one of the battles is I just I put it in our our synced Google Calendar on our phone, and I go it's in the schedule. You know that was kind of my you know me telling you, yeah. <laughs> um, which it's not. You know it, one of the biggest things is communication, yeah. and I think as as guys. I think we struggle with that because we just we're not good communicators when it comes to our spouse. When we are at work, you know, when there's when I'm talking to maybe clients, it's communication skills are there. But I think we just take for granted and assume that our spouse knows what we're thinking right. and we just we don't communicate enough. And we kinda had this discussion last night laying in bed. It's you know, Rachel wants to talk. I'm like, go ahead and talk. And, and then it's, it's kind of one of the things and not throwing her under the bus, <laughs> but you know, it, it's kind of, we all let things develop, develop, develop until mm -hmm. we're like a volcano in a rut yep. when we should communicate at the point that it happens when it's small. So it doesn't explode into a volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would mm -hmm. say that, um, communication, especially, I mean, that happened early on in our marriage where, um, Especially with me, like when I started um, staying at home, which I was like really reluctant to do, and uh, there I had like resentment about staying at home. Like mm. it was definitely not something I wanted to do or ever saw myself doing. And um, so I always felt like Andy's schedule was more important than mine, mm. and that like that was er that was pretty early on mm -hmm. that that and it is still something that we like work through and that we, we make progress and then we back, you know, we backslide. And, um, so it, it is ongoing, but I would say, yeah, communication and, um, just, I guess like understanding our roles, like mm -hmm. fitting into those roles. Um, you have like these expectations going into marriage that like, I think for a woman, 
uh, or I'll just speak for myself, that my husband was going to automatically be the spiritual leader and he was going to automatically lead us like just so well. And um, I'm like, there's times where I'm like, this is something that I think that you should be doing. I don't um, want to be the only one who's guiding my children in this way. And, um, but the problem, my problem was that I was approaching it like disrespectfully. And so even with the communication about schedules, um, I would be really emotional and, um, kind of like saying, you know, you think you're more important than me, or you think your things are more important than mine. And so God is really teaching me that, um, I, he's teaching me like the beauty of submission, the, um, the like freedom and submission. And, um, I think that it is having like a positive effect on our marriage. My like getting my emotions under control was like, it's like something that is like also an ongoing thing, but, um, oh man, there's just like right away when I'm feeling that like build up of that, like anger and resentment that like I am running right to the word because mm-hmm. I have to put God and what he says above the way that I feel right now. And Mm -hmm. tomorrow I might not feel this way. And how many times have we said things that we're like, we really regret. And so I'm just learning. But the problem with that is also that I am like, when you say about like the volcano and is that sometimes I'm like, I just won't, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to confront it. I'm not going to confront it. And then something comes up and it, It you know, so we've talked, we talked about that last night, just Mm -hmm. being um, better about talking daily just about what just even what we did that day like Mm -hmm. andy will you know things with his clients or things with um you know guys that he's mentoring i told him like i want to pray like for your guys like Mm -hmm. i don't expect Mm -hmm. to know what's going on but i just want to hear um a little bit about what you did today and and how you served jesus today and i want because i i want to feel that like oneness with Mm -hmm. you and um so yeah that's like ongoing and it's good. Andy, yeah. how, how do you, how do we as men, how do we, how are we better at communicating? How do we become better communicators? Because let's be honest, we're terrible listeners and mm-hmm. it's not every man, but I can speak for myself too. Or we don't listen well. We don't communicate right. well with our wives. That, that's a great question. And when we, and when we figure that one out, <laughs> somebody let Andy know. Gonna write a book yeah. and someone's going to tell me about it. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's exactly like we, you know, we had talked about last night, you know, communicating daily. You know, I think one of my things with being involved with fire and EMS for so many years, I've, I've kind of shut down my emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, you know, we see tragic things, you know, on a regular basis. Um, you know, and then a lot of that stuff that you see, you just keep to yourself because you're not supposed to tell anybody, you know, what I try to do is, you know, I'm trying to and leaning towards, you know, I need to tell Rachel more of, you know, how my day was, you know, hey, this is what happened, you know, at, you know, at the firehouse. This is what happened with real estate. And she can tell when things are getting, you know, stressed, especially with like real estate transactions aren't going right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, too, and, and one of the things that we've done with, you know, the micro group is we meet here. 
we meet here every two weeks awesome. at this house so my wife can see what i'm doing with my guys i mean she's not sitting down here eavesdropping on the conversations <laughs> but it's really it's really early in the morning she listens and you know and then the kids are coming down right about as they're leaving you know so they see the guys that are here yeah. hey daddy what were you doing that's cool well you know i'm working through you know god's word with them yeah so you know being open and showing all of that kind of stuff communication wise i, I got nothing i really don't yeah, I, I mean it's, it's it's just i think it's starting something simple as hey this was my day and kind yeah. of maybe give like a couple minute synopsis of i went here 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 did this not to say that she wants me to check in with her but you know yeah. this is what i what i'm doing i just want to feel yeah. connected yeah. right yeah and involved yeah i think yeah. it's as simple as just talking i mean yeah. you guys know how it is with kids by the time you get the kids to bed and mm-hmm. It's, you're exhausted and yeah. you just want right. to crash and mm-hmm. put on Netflix or play on your phone. So. Right, right, and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. See, because I honestly, I'm not a pillow talker. You know, I always say... Oh, yeah, like if, I, if I'm good. trying to catch him, bef- like I need to get it before he is. Right, because as soon as my head hits the pillow, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that to me, I'm like, let's stay up all night and talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, know? let's it go to bed. That's like what it's really for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Ashley hates how, how fast I fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I hit the pillow, yeah, right. it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Same way. Well, I'd love to kind of go back. Um, how long have you guys been married now? So we've been married since 2012. 2012. Okay. Um, so our journey uh, started... Before that, um, we had started dating. We both used to work for Lancaster EMS. Okay. Um, that's where we had met and started dating, um, started just, you know, hanging out with people that we worked with and, you know, we're really going out, you know, on the weekends, you know, you know, drinking and really the, I think it was after New Year's Eve, if I remember right, we woke up January 1st of 2012 and literally both looked at each other at the exact same time. It's what are we doing? And, you know, I look back on that time and that was to me when God was saying, you know, what are you doing? You were, you were brought up better than this. And we were living together in an apartment. Um, so we made the New Year's commitment um, because it wasn't a resolution. Resolutions, they, they go away. <laughs> yep. But we made the New Year's commitment that we were finding a church. Hmm. We had a list, and the first church that we stepped into was LCBC, you know, which stands for Lives Changed by Christ. Yeah. And we felt, I mean, really me, I felt that David Ashcraft was standing up front talking in a series titled Recovery Road and that he was following me every week. Hmm. Because, I mean, that whole series, he was speaking to me, I felt. And, you know, we never left. We stayed at LCBC. Um, asked one of the ministers there, uh, John Wilkinson, to, uh, to do our marriage, our yeah. wedding. And um, he said, yeah, he would do it. And the night before we were supposed to meet, I still remembered. I was standing right over there, looking out the back door, talking to John on the phone. And he said, hey, he's like, we're see that we see that you guys have the same mailing address Hmm. are you living together and we said yes and he said well he said we have two options he said you guys can move apart and abstain from sex Hmm. until you're married or continue on the path that you're you're at we wish you the best but no one from lcbc will be able to do your wedding yeah and my initial thought was like 
who's this dude? Right. I don't even really <laughs> know you. And you're telling me I can't do something that I'm, that I'm doing. And I really like, remember that night, Andy, it was like late summer mm-hmm. and Andy <clears throat> went out and he was like, he, I think you called my brother-in-law mm-hmm. and was asking for advice. And, um, he's like pacing, you know, the street out front. And I'm inside thinking like, well, we'll just get a different pastor. Like, it's not that hard. Right. Um, and that was like the first time in our like journey that started mm-hmm. in the beginning of 2012 that Andy stepped up in that leadership role of saying like, he came back inside and he said, like, we're going to move apart mm. and um, we're going to like, this is our physical relationship. Like we have to put God before yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And we have to put God before everything that we've known yeah. for the past how many years. And, um, I was like so sad. I like didn't really, I just didn't want to move out of the house that I just moved in. And we just, just built, we just yeah. built our house and we just moved in. And I felt like, ah, oh, this is where we, you know, and, um, so we did move apart mm-hmm. and that was like that first like step, mm-hmm. you know, like we see what the word says and we don't understand it, but we're going to follow yeah. it. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. That's awesome. That's a huge yeah. statement too. And it it was it was a huge. That was, I mean, finding a church was the first step. But again, you can go to church every Sunday. You you can go to church every Sunday, and as soon as the doors close, you're back to who you were Monday through Saturday. Yeah. You know, again, I lived a life like that. So when John challenged us, and we decided that this is what we were doing, that to me was our two feet in, this is what we're doing. We are following the plan that God has for us. And I look back on life, you know, from when that started to where we are now. And I just, I couldn't imagine where we would be if we didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we wanted to start our marriage right. We wanted to live a life that is glorifying to God. And we've, we fail. We have our, you know, our step backs, but you know, we we strive, and that was the starting step to strive to live a godly life awesome. and to have a godly. And then marriage. we had like amazing premarital counsel, like this couple. They were amazing and friends and family. Oh and yeah, just, everyone. everyone we've came got out with, so much support. Come live here. Like, come you stay with me. You know. Yeah, we it's, did. I had a fr- like I moved in with a friend, and yeah, it was just um, it really like. Mm-hmm. God did. He took care of us. Mm-hmm. He took care of us. That's and, awesome. um, yeah, we had lots of, uh, people praying for us and yeah. So was... Andy got to stay in the nice newly built house. No, we, well, we, 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 we yeah. split. We did. Yeah. We, wow. we, split we split the time in half. Yeah. yeah okay. Rachel, okay. I stayed, I stayed here, um, you know, the first, you know, couple months and then, you know, Rachel stayed with a friend and then she came back. And then I went and actually stayed with my parents <laughs> while Rachel was staying here, you know, in the house. And uh, it was it was challenging. Um, he but basically worked a lot. Like, he just worked a lot because he didn't want to stay well, at his parents' house in his Well, 30s. I worked a lot, but the, but the thing was, is, is the cool thing was, is I would stay up here, you know, with Rachel until, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, go down to my parents' house in Quarryville, yeah. stay there. And then, you know, come back here. And we even, we still had Landon to think about. Hmm. And one of, I think one of the coolest stories that I love about this is Landon would have been 
Like four. Yeah, three or four years old. And I remember sitting in his room, and I said, to, I told him, I said, look, buddy, Daddy and Rachel, well, actually, he called her Babe at the time, because he heard me calling her Babe, so he's like, <laughs> that well, my, that, that was, was her good. nickname. I still want to be called that. Right. <laughs> so but uh, I said to him, I said, you know, buddy, I said, you know, Daddy and Rachel are going to be, you know, not living together, you know, until we're married. And I said, you know, Rachel's going to be staying with a friend. And then I'm going to stay down at, he called my parents, Dandu and Nana. I said, I'm going to be staying down at their house. And I said, when I'm down there, you can come stay with me. And he's like, nope. He's like, I'm going to stay here with babe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? And he said, So it was yeah. cool bonding time for Atlanta uh, and I so too, cool. because uh, we just got to connect like mm-hmm. more just yeah. him and I. And yeah, it was good. Yeah. That's good. That's, I love that you guys drew a line in the sand with your relationship and mm-hmm. your soon to be marriage that's such a huge statement it's kind of it's kind of what like ashley and i went through within our within our first year of of dating neither of us were saved going into our relationship Mm -hmm. and within the first year we both got saved so we had you know we had been in that physical relation we had sex so we had to you know draw a line in the sand as well and yeah and you know that's the narrow path and it is hard and um and I, i would like venture to say that even most believers um like that's just like that one thing that because the world i mean it's just the 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 world is lying to you about like what's best and um but yeah and now when you look back like you're like it wasn't as hard as you know what i mean now it's like you see it so much clearer now Mm -hmm. but it is true like culture feeds us that lie because there's i mean i've seen believers over the years that you know young couples that just don't even see a problem with yeah. it right? yeah yeah it's sad mm-hmm. yeah can you guys kind of speak into you know we talked a little bit about the blended family speak into that dynamic and what that's like for you guys well i mean i i can honestly and truly say that i am very blessed with the way that rachel has a relationship with Landon. Hmm. Um, you know, you don't see the evil stepmom, you know, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is the mug, you know, that he bought for her at the uh, little Santa shop at Quarryville Elementary. That's so cool. And I mean, it's, you know, for anyone that, you know, can't see it, it says, you know, stepmom, and then on it, it says forgiving, kind, fair, compassionate, kind is all over the place in there he told me he said i probably shouldn't have gotten you a coffee mug because we have so many and i'm like landon this is my favorite coffee mug like i yeah yeah their their bond i mean their bond is amazing yeah you know and rachel is really really good with love languages and understanding and seeing what people's love languages are where i'm not i'm totally am not and you know and that's what she does with him and that, like I, mean, I know what he um he is like a he loves like quality time and it does not have to be anything like crazy or but at night like just laying in bed with him and letting him talk to me yeah. and like and and i think not being his like biological parent probably helps like just for the fact that um I can like, I want him to be able to like confide in me, Mm -hmm. but he, I think he just feels that freedom of being like, he's allowed to kind of say things and he's not going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And, but just that I, I genuinely, like I care about him Mm -hmm. and I want to know, you know, 
you know, what's hurting him or, or just mm-hmm. how his day was. Yeah. And I just, I have realized that taking that time with him, oh man, like the car rides with him and I, like he will not, oh, they he talk doesn't the whole stop. Time. He doesn't stop talking. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't get him to say a, a, a word. Hey, how was your day? Good. Uh, Did you do anything at school? No. And then Rachel will text me and like, the whole way. It's so <laughs> yeah. Funny. It's crazy. Yeah. So That's I think, special. uh, really on our wedding day, part of my vows were that I would love Landon like he's my own. And, um, there have been times over the years where I've gotten frustrated about the situation mm-hmm. and, um, I keep just like reminding myself that like this child, like he, he's your own and what does that mean? And, and so it just helps me like refocus and, um, yeah, like being intentional, mm-hmm. like with him mm-hmm. and just like with, yeah, the kids that are ours. There's, there's yeah. no difference. Yeah. There really yeah. is no difference yeah. if. You know, when people see us together, you can't tell that Landon is not mm-hmm. Rachel's biological son because we've, we've made a pact to each other, you know, that Landon will be treated the same way as Leona mm-hmm. and Adeline. You know, there's, there's no favorites. You know, we, yep. we hold them all to the same standard. Yep. And, and I know for a fact, he truly appreciates that because yeah. he feels, and he has told me, he said, I feel I'm part of the family. Mm-hmm. Right. I never mm-hmm. feel like that sixth toe. That's right. awesome. Yeah. So, we, yeah. That's really good. I'd love to kind of hear, you know, you guys in your journey together, you know, you started out dating and, you know, weren't following the Lord. And now you guys are, you know, Christ followers and, you know, leading young kids to be Christ followers. I'd love to kind of hear from both of you, how you see the other person from that, you know, that first day or that first day together to where you see, you know, Andy as a man and a leader today and where you see Rachel Mm -hmm. as a wife and a leader in the home as well. Well, when we, (laughs) when we worked together, we actually didn't like each other. Hmm. I mean, there was, when we first met, when we first met, you know, we won't go into that long drawn out (laughs) story, but we didn't, we didn't like each other. Hmm. A mutual friend literally came to us and said, and this is, I, I will quote, he said, you guys will like each other because you're both Republicans. Yeah, yeah. Which now I'm like, I don't want to be defined as that. But right. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, to see, to see where Rachel has, has grown and where Rachel has come from, you know, to, for me, you know, we were the partiers, mm. you know, and, you know, to see now her step up in this wonderful role that she's doing as a mother. I mean, I can't say it enough, and I, mean, I don't say it enough, but I mean, her role and what she does here is solely the reason that I'm able to do the things that I do, Yeah, you know, and she does just like we just said about Landon and Leona and Adeline, with all three of them, she does a wonderful job. She, you know, is, is helping, you know, other women in our life group that we host here on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm you know, working through the word with, with them. Um, she recently just completed the Bible in a year. Hmm. You know, awesome. I think she started with maybe 10 people, but it eventually just came down to Rachel and I think two or three other women, hmm. you know, and they were doing that devotion together. That's great. So, I mean, it truly is, you know, to go out and make disciples. And, you know, one of our arguments is, what does that look like? Well, you know, <laughs> I got to do it here. No, 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 I got to do it here. Yeah. Where there, I don't think there is, I've come to the conclusion there is no right answer. Oh, yeah. No. However, it's a, yeah. however you do it, where you do it, yeah. 
you know, is, is where we should do it. Yep. It actually like translates, uh, that the great commission in Hebrew translates like everywhere you go, make mm-hmm. disciples. So, um, in the firehouse and here mm-hmm. at home and yep. when I'm at market and you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, so, uh, yeah, I think that that just in the past like two years has been like what my heart is. It's mm-hmm. just the disciple making and it kind of like, um, God kind of orchestrated things in a way that when Andy started, um, like this men of iron thing, I at first was like, I'm like, Oh, just another thing that right. Andy's doing. He right. does so much. Like what can he possibly <laughs> going out and hanging out with John Carpenter in a coffee like, shop? Just, that can't yeah. be good. So I think like at around the same time, I am like really in the word and, um, reading like in Titus about like the roles of like, you know, discipleship and mentoring. And so I started to see this, like, um, like the value in that. And then I'm like, Oh, I want to mentor. Like I, you know, so what I kind of learned was that, um, like to be like, I want a mentor. I'm still looking for a mentor. So if you are like a woman <laughs> over the age of 55 and you love Jesus, um, give her a so, call. Yeah. yeah should we put your contact in? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I started, I'm like, you know what? Well, I am older than somebody or, or like there are, you know, I have a friend, um, like the, who I've walked with, who's a new believer. Like, so, um, I, started I'm like, well, I'll just mentor other people while I'm waiting for my mentor. Right. I will mentor other people. And so, um, just like that, that all kind of happened at the same time. And I do like those mornings that Andy's, um, his guys, I call them are here. And like, I can't, I am upstairs and I can hear the muffled sounds of their voices down here. Like just hearing that like brings me so much joy and it makes me feel like proud of my husband that he is doing that. And like, I just love that the word is like in my house, like here from, you know, all like early in the morning. And I just, yeah. So those are the things that I think that I have seen the change in Andy and his walk, like the process of sanctification. Like I feel like we had a slow start. Like Mm -hmm. even when we committed our lives in 2012, like, we did have like a slow start, but like once it's like, there was a veil lifted just a couple of years ago and it, it has changed things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Andy is more willing to do things like that, like mentoring, um, than he would have been like too busy for, you know, in the beginning. And that's like one of the biggest changes I've seen. And really, um, just in the past like year or two, his parenting, like his, you know, his, um, like his heart is softening, Hmm. you know, in his like reactions to, you know, the kids. And, um, like I can tell when he's gone for 48 hours, um, I'm like, they need their dad. Like, because like there is something Hmm. different that he brings than, than I can, I cannot replace him. And I see that in my children and the way that he speaks to them. And like, it just, I'm, those are the things that I'm like, yes, I just love mm-hmm. that. And I know mm-hmm. that is God, like it, it, it is God softening his heart and it's not, you know, nothing that we can really do on our own, yeah. you know, for very long, but 
That's awesome. Well, we know his heart is very softened for the puppy. What's the puppy's name? Oh, man. Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. The dog. Our, our, the mini dog. Go, our mini golden doodle that, oh, you know, man. we just got for the, it's for the kids, right? Yeah. We got, yeah. It, for, we got, we got it for Let's sure. be honest. Yeah, sure. I think that the dog we got <laughs> I think we fell in love with yeah. the dog, you know, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, as we wrap up, I would mm-hmm. love to hear kind of from you guys, you know, what, what advice can you give to couples out there? how to make a marriage not just succeed but flourish mm-hmm. not saying you guys have it all together but yeah. what would you what would you say to that i mean i mean first and foremost is you know putting god at the focus of your marriage i mean there there is no greater thing that you can do mm. um i still and will always remember we are um premarital counselors who um they drew a triangle and you put you know god at the top of the triangle andy on the left side rachel on the right and as you both strive and grow closer to God, hmm. what comes, what happens automatically yeah. is you come closer together. That's good. And I mean, we're we're still working on that. You know, um, we're still striving every day. And like you know, Rachel said, we'll take a step forward and maybe two steps back. But the thing is, is when we have arguments, you know, when we when we get mad at each other, and you know, it we get we get mad, you know, but. Yeah. The thing is, is when we get mad, deep breath, focus on God, mm-hmm. then we come back into the conversation. It might not be until the next morning, yeah. you know, but... And that's where that communication comes in. Right. Because, like, I'll want a response from Andy, like, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he'll finally say, like, I need to, like, digest this, yeah. and I'll get back to you. So that is something, advice I would say for... The person who, and it might be the wife, like who kind of shuts down is let your spouse know that like what they're saying is important to you, but that you just need some time to like get your thoughts together. And I think that is so helpful for me when he's just like, I do care. I do want to talk about it, but I need to like process and process this. Yeah. And that's like telling me like, but then make sure that happens. Like make Mm -hmm. sure that eventually happens. And, um. Yep. Yeah. The other thing is understanding each other, each, each person, the husband and the wife both need their times in solitude. Yeah. Um, you know, Rachel said, you know, like with nap time, I think we were saying before the podcast is, you know, both, you know, the girls still nap and Landon's at school. You know, that's when Rachel has her solitude to spend her time in the word. Yeah. Um, my commute back and forth to the firehouse is about two hours. So I do that nine days a month. Yeah. And that two hours, I, I listen to podcasts. Um, I listen to the message. I'm right now with my microgroup guys. We're doing the U version Bible in a year mm. devotion. So I listen to that. And it's one of the great things is that whole devotion can be played over my speakers. Awesome. I don't have to, I'm, I'm not reading and driving down the road, yeah. but you know, I'm listening to that. And then, you know, when I get distracted, when my mind, you know, goes on to something else, I pause it, back it up and then, you know, re-listen to it. Yep. So it, it's, it's that. I mean, when you can spend time in God's Word, and that solitude is very important for both the husband and the wife. Yeah, yeah I think that my biggest um, piece of advice for anybody who's been married for a month or years and years and years um, is that like my, what, what I'm learning is that my relationship with God comes absolutely first Mm. and that I cannot rely on 
<clears throat> other people like my husband, my children, anyone else, um, to fill that like void that I have. Mm-hmm. And, um, like be teachable, you know, like you are not like, I feel like what happens, like I can see how it happens. It happens in our marriages and in our faith journey that, um, I'm going to use an analogy. Like if you're in the ocean and you know, you're like playing or whatever people do in the ocean, I don't go in the ocean, so I can't tell you, (laughs) but whatever I've seen this happen to people, you know, they look up to shore and they realize that they got sucked down. You Mm, know what I mean? Like their towel is like way up there. And that is the same thing that happens. Like if we are not intentional in our relationship with God, and if we are not intentional in our marriage, like years will go by and you will look Mm. up and realize like how far you drifted. And like, so learning those disciplines of, you know, not allowing that to happen. And I think that that is something, yeah, we talk about like just being intentional with each other in our conversations. And, um, and for me, like just, that my relationship with God, like if I am super focused on that, like be too busy honoring God, be too busy worshiping God, be too busy following Jesus to fight. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, hmm. but I know it sounds easier, but it just has that's really, good. really um, impacted me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good. That's like a mic drop right there for me. I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, we're done. Follow Jesus. You won't fight. Follow Jesus. You uh, won't fight. There we go. I like that. I like that. I think um, that needs to be a Facebook post. Oh, that will be <laughs> for right. sure. So, sorry, Andy. She got all the good stuff. I know. Words. It's all right. It's all good. You know, and again, that's one of the, one of the things is, you know, there's, there are things that Rachel sees and Rachel understands and Rachel brings to the table that. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and then vice versa. There's things that yeah. I bring to the table, you know, when, when we spend time in the word and, you know, again, we, one of our arguments is like, no, 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 it, it doesn't say that. You know, no, no, it says this. No, no, there's, no. That's usually what we argue about nowadays right. is like, you know, um, we're, we're arguing about translations mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess it could be worse. It, I mean, it could, there, be worse. there could be worse. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for opening up your homes and anytime. And just yeah, your willingness to kind of share your heart and your yeah. and your marriage with our listeners and mm-hmm. our viewers. It's kind of cool to do a marriage podcast in your home. It doesn't get any cooler than that. No, yeah. it, it it doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> and you know, I got to give a you know a huge shout out to everyone at Men of Iron. I mean, Men of Iron has definitely had a very positive, positive impact on my life. You know, and my marriage. So awesome. You know, G Money. Thank you. We love you, G. <laughs> well, you can go to menofiron.org for more info on Men of Iron. You can check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Thank you to our sponsors, Lloyd Group. Thank you to the Welks for having us. We are out. Thank you. See you guys. See you.